Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's NFTQT, also known as QR Terry. And as always for the past few episodes, this episode of the NFTQT podcast is brought to you by the NFT Handbook. The NFT Handbook is a detailed guide on how to create, sell, and buy non-fungible tokens without the need for a technical background. Learn exactly what NFTs are, how they've evolved, and why they have value. You can find the NFT Handbook anywhere books are sold. Now, today we're joined by TJ. TJ is the CEO of Own the Moment, and it's a content analytics and insights platform for NBA top shot enthusiasts. They've also spun out to the Owners Club, which is an NFT fantasy football contest with weekly prizes. You might have seen me on Twitter cover this a little bit, so I'm excited to talk to TJ today because this is our first time talking in person. And today I also have the the, the true and mighty co-host, RC. Are you with us today? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm yeah. glad you didn't demote me down to a, a special guest since I, mean, I missed the last couple episodes. You have missed a few episodes, <laughs> but it's, it's great to have you back. And, and, and TJ, are you on the line with us today? I am indeed. How's it going? It's been beautiful, man. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making the time. I Absolutely. I, I have yeah, to start the to show the off. I have to start the show off. You know, why are you bullish on Top Shot? Oh, I mean, how could you not be? I think, you know, when, when I first discovered Top Shot back in January, I just kind of instantly fell in love with the platform. I think it's just super engaging, super entertaining. There's nothing like getting in line for a pack and, and waiting to see what your number is going to be in the queue. And I just think that, you know, it, it's really the future form of collectibles and NBA fandom. And I am, am certainly bullish considering that we are uh, building a company that is very much revolved around Top Shot and the NFT space in general. Well, yeah, it's interesting, right? Like the the just the collectible, digital collectible market and how it's exploded over the past, uh, what is it now, uh, 10 months. And when you look at it, a platform like Top Shot, I remember when they first first came out, when they first got their fir- when they first raised their first seed round of, of funding, and it was just like this whole concept of like, oh, it's a cool idea. Maybe it's like clips for like Twitch or like you know, people kind of belittled it, and then you know they they kicked off. They don't get as much credit as they as they should, and we, we talk about it in the book a little bit. But uh, Top Shot really did kick off the whole in, in NFT craze. Like the people's sale was like the gasoline on the fire. But Top Shot showed people like what this could be and, and what the, the elements of digital scarcity really could become and evolve into. But the thing that excites me the most about just a platform like Top Shot is it truly is the precipice of what is to come. Like when you think about uh, where where we're at, like Top Shot is an era, but I look at now what teams are doing. Like, you know, I don't know if you saw what the Mavericks are doing uh, with NFT tickets. Are, are you familiar with that? Yeah, 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 I know Cuban is, is big on that. <laughs> so so that, that's nice to see. So that was interesting, right? And then you also have the partnerships uh, that are now forming between uh, ent- entities like the the NBA and the NFL uh, with different crypto uh, companies and just NFT platforms. And so I, I, I think, you know, the question of why you're bullish and how, why you couldn't be, I, I get it. But it's like one of those things where like you really doubled all, you, you really doubled down on this. Like you didn't, you didn't just like, Get your, dip your toes in. I mean, Ryan, what, what, when you first saw TJ's projects, you were like super hyped. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I first saw it from the owner's club. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's there's kind of a company behind this that doesn't 
you know, necessarily just deal with like NFL, you know, fantasy football type things like, oh, they have this whole like analytics platform for top shot. And like these guys are going super deep. Like they're not just, oh, man, I love this LeBron dunk. They're like, no, no. Like, you know, you got to get in there and you got to buy not only the 20, the, the 23rd edition, but the sixth edition. And, you know, LeBron might go out and, you know, change his number to, to number eight or uh, he might change it back to number six because they want to be, you know, the Lakers 360 squad now. And like you guys just get so granular. And I was like, dang, you know, not like not only are they just making a tool for everybody else, but these guys have to just love this this space. And like, I mean, the other thing, too, I just saw that you you finally lifted like an internal ban on your own team to allow you guys selves to to trade top shots. So all along, you guys haven't been trading top shots. Yeah, so a couple of things on back there. First off, if my co-founder, Justin, when he listens to this, he's going to absolutely love that you just dropped the uh the old double LeBron James jersey number that oh, he for is, sure. is super proud of himself for coming up with. So the idea there is that if you get like a number 623 serial of LeBron James, you technically have both of his jersey numbers. So Justin goes out and buys a ton of those. But yeah, we had over the course of the summer, kind of during the the hype of Top Shot, had a few different things happen where we, we were finding that the analysis and such that we were putting out had a, a, a substantial kind of impact on the market. And so we, we took that time to step away a little bit and decide not to like actively collect and trade in top shot. And, you know, now we're at a point where I feel like the market's in a stable place. The, the team and the company is in a stable place where we're able to go about this in a, in a very smart way. And, you know, we are going to be putting the, the community and the best interest of the community and the, the company first before any individual decisions. But it also did not feel like the most genuine thing to be providing content about Top Shot while not collecting ourselves. And, you know, we all want to and love the product and, and want to be collecting. So we are, are back in the marketplace streets. For sure. I mean, you guys are tastemakers in a sense. Was it like, was it tough over the last few months to like see other people in your community making a lot of money on some of the insights that you're providing and the alpha and like, you're like kind of missing out or was that just not really cross your mind? Cause you're growing this tool. Yeah. It, it, we're much more focused on the tool. I think we all, you know, realize we, we got a lot more fulfillment out of helping the community and, and helping them spot opportunities and it's just easier when you don't have to worry about like, oh, if we, you know, put out this analysis of a challenge, but then also are acting in the challenge ourselves, how does that look? How does the perception go? It just create, created a bit of a, of a messy situation. So we are, you know, when, when Justin and I first started off back in January, kind of before Own the Moment was, was really what it is today. And when it was just a podcast, you know, we were probably some of the top collectors in terms of how active we were. And uh, I think it makes sense for us to be involved, but also not, you know, with an insane volume of transactions. So uh, no, that yeah, it's, been, it's been a fun ride and we've seen all kinds of different waves starting from January and the January, February boom, and then kind of the, the dark ages where the market was seemingly in a never ending free fall for a couple of months there. And I think we've gotten to a point where things are relatively stable acting as they should. And I also just think that the the mindset of the majority of people participating in Top Shot has changed, right? The people that were joining in March, it was like, oh, this is a get rich quick opportunity. I'm going to buy this random 
NBA players video and it's going to 5X in five days. And that's my expectation. I think for the most part, that has subsided and that's not what this is about. And it is much more about the collector experience and enjoying the game and the entertainment of participating in the Top Shot community. I agree with that a little bit. I think the the one part that still is mind boggling to me is how Top Shot was both like the impetus for all this like NFC craze to, to really truly begin in a lot of the fandom. But they also adverted all of the negative uh, connotations of it because of their illiquid uh, uh, blockchain for a while there, right? Like, you know, the, the liquidity that just didn't exist in NBA Top Shot in the March, in the April, when they really needed, when they had all those new users that were like just kind of confused on what NFTs were and they were just trying to, you know, get in to make quick money. Uh, they moved over to those 10K projects in the, in the, the PFPs. They didn't stay with the the top shots. And so what happened was Top Shot got really good press. It got really good eyeballs. It got really crazy case studies. But the liquidity uh, just not being there almost like saved the project, I feel like. Yeah, it was pretty pretty wild couple of months there. I think, you know, at the end of the day, it the people- comes down to... Did, Sorry, what was that? Did people come to you all and ask like, hey, how can I get my money out of this thing? Did you get a lot of those inquiries? Yeah, th- there was definitely the time when it was like, how do I withdraw? Or how do I do this? How do I do that? <laughs> He's like, I, I got to pay, I I gotta pay my, uh, my car note. I got I to gotta yeah. get out of this thing. Yeah. And not even just people from our community, but like my friends. No, I know. Right? And I've got a, a couple of friends that are classic for getting in on the top of everything. So they, <laughs> you know, while I told them in January, hey, guys, you check this out. You know, they don't actually take my advice for a month. And after you wait a month, it's too late. Right. And then they're like, I bought all these things and, and now they're going down. How did you do this to me? And I'm like, dude, I told you about this a month ago. Like, yeah. and you know, I did. You're and a good so friend. It's, just, it's, funny. <laughs> it's hard to be the technical support for it. Friend when it right? comes to things like crypto and social, like, cause people ask you like, Hey man, can you get me verified on social? Like I don't work at, at meta. <laughs> like <laughs> nice. I don't work at meta. I don't work at, Look meta. at that. Uh, already uh, dropping the meta love it hell yeah hell yeah so all right so i i, I do want to get into i want to get into just the the nuances here a little bit and the community that you've been building the the way you've been thinking about it like where you're going um i'm curious like did you start off with this grand vision like from the jump because like i mean you built you built something not necessarily like you've built twice, you've built two projects. One project that sits outside of the the NFT community, which I think is the right the right model, because you're saying, okay, the NFTs exist. You need content to really uh, promote thought and things that people can share, so they can have conversation, and so that communities can form and and you can you can kind of get original and critical thinking. Like you, so if you post uh, something for the Top Shot enthusiast, they now have something to discuss. It makes the whole uh, community much stronger, right? Whereas the owners club, you're actually getting into the, the nitty gritty and you're saying like, no, this is an NFT uh, fantasy football concept and we've got the, the, the prizes. And when you have the prizes, you're kind of saying, OK, we've got to think about this. People have to win. We've got to gamify it. It's like two different sides of, 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 of not necessarily even your brain, but just two different sides of building. How did you get there? And like, what was that process? Yeah, I, I can definitely walk you guys through the the journey and you know how we got to where we started, how we got to where we are today and where we're heading. So simply put, we got started back in January. My co-founder, Justin, and I 
come from from heavy involvement in the daily fantasy sports industry. So we've been both essentially semi-professional DFS players for the past seven, eight years. I do content for Roto Grinders. He does content for Establish the Run. So we're very familiar with that idea of you know sports and content. We discovered Top Shot in January as a part of the, the kind of Jonathan Bales boom. So Jonathan Bales, big guy in the daily fantasy sports industry, sent out the tweet about this John Morant that he bought for $35,000 and checked out Top Shot for the first time and just instantly, you know, fell in love with the product and, and just had that gut feeling that this was going to be huge. But back then, there was no information out there about what the heck Top Shot is, how do I get started, what kind of moments should I be buying, etc. And so we said, hey, let's start a podcast. Other people are going to have the same questions that we're having. Why not be the people that others come to, to figure this stuff out. So we started Own the Moment, started as a simple podcast. We then built out our data and analytics platform. We launched that in April. And really the initial goal was let's build the tools that we as users would want to have to experience Top Shot. And then, you know, from there, we've seen a full wave of, of the NFT experience. You mentioned the 10K profile pictures that's that that was it still kind of is but it's died down a little bit but that was all the craze and you know we were just talking and it was like man this this avatar thing it's it can't last forever and we were very bullish on how do we bring utility to nfts and take the experience beyond just you purchase the nft and then you have something that you look at right how can you have something that you can do with these nfts after you purchase them and so that is when we combined kind of our, our past passion of daily fantasy sports with the new passion of NFTs. We brought in a new CTO that is a, a super ninja on the engineering side. And then we built the Owners Club, which is an NFT-based fantasy football game where you purchase NFTs from us. Each of these NFTs are reflective of a city slash team in football and a position so for example, you could have the Philadelphia wide receiver NFT. You can then take those NFTs and use them in contests on our website that are free to enter, but you can win real cash prizes. And the scoring isn't based on any individual player. It's based on the team position performance. So that Philadelphia wide receiver NFT that I referenced, you play that in your lineup, you get points for all of the Philadelphia wide receivers for that week. You then also own the NFT, so you can use it every single week for the entire season. You can buy and sell on our secondary marketplace that we built within our own platform. And, you know, really we are viewing this as the next generation of fantasy sports, fantasy sports 2.0 built on the blockchain. And that is, is really where we envision taking own the moment is we are the one-stop shop for sports fans that are into NFTs. You can come to us. You have the content and analytics for Top Shot and other sports that we are currently building out. You also come to us for your sports NFT gaming needs. And that is the the large vision that we are working towards here at OTM. So it sounds like uh, just the way I, I hear it is you have a lot of overlap in some of the fan bases, right? So if, if I if I'm interested in in just kind of, you know, one area, I might have interest in in the other just based on exposure. So with that, like, are you able to convert a lot of your users from um, own the market, own the moment to the into the owners club? Yeah, I would say that we have a a good mix. We have a, a subset of our customer base that overlaps, and these are the the mega power users. 
that are both into the own the moment side of things as well as the owners club. But then we do have pockets of people that are, are just in for the, the OTM analysis right now or are just in here for the owners club. One thing that you know I would say is that as we have the NFL times Dapper product rolling out in the very near future, the way that I see that playing out from our view is football fans are going to find out about NFTs through Dapper times NFL. Once they get involved in that, they're going to find own the moment because we are going to build the premier tools and analytics platform for NFL Dapper as well. And then once they have that, now from a business perspective, we're able to kind of cross sell them into the owner's club where, okay, now that they've gotten their head around this whole NFT thing a little bit, taking them into the next level, actually purchasing these, purchasing these NFTs from us and playing in these games. And the future is to have a suite of games at own the moment that you could participate in regardless of what sport you're a fan of or what different game type that you're into. Got it. Got it. Got it. So I, I, I was kind of curious here because you're definitely doubling down on what Dapper Labs is creating, right? And they're obviously doing great partnerships with the leagues themselves. And they're kind of creating almost the official NFTs of, you know, export or whatever. Um, how do you view like some of these other sports related NFTs that are coming out and like the different platforms, like from, from autograph to, you know, candy digital. I even saw that um, there's like a, another rookie platform that Mikey Williams is doing that you guys shouted out. Like, how are you viewing those that are kind of like outside of this, this digital crate trading card, you know, ecosystem per se. Yeah, we are very interested in any sports NFT project that has, big name IP licensing attached to it. So like that is what really, yep, autograph for sure. Yeah. So, so that is what really, you know, attracted us to Top Shot in the first place, right? I'm, I'm super confident that the NBA is going to exist in five years. Am I super confident that, you know, a, a profile picture of whatever animal is going to be here in five years? Maybe, maybe not. Shots but fired, we're, shots we're, fired, we're, shots we're very fired. Much, we're very <laughs> much making that yeah. bet on the IP. And, you know, as sports fans, you know, the idea is that Own the Moment is for sports fans built by sports fans. All and right. so when I look at all of the, the sports that Dapper Labs is rolling out, you've got NBA, you've got NFL coming, you've got UFC, La Liga coming down the pipeline. MLB Candy is something that we've been talking about internally. DraftKings, Autograph as well. Any of these marketplaces where you have that big name IP. And then you mentioned the, the Mikey Williams. So we have a a very good partnership with our friends over at I Got It, who are working with, we, we worked previously with them with the Detroit Pistons, working with them now on Mikey Williams, a couple other athletes coming down the pipeline. So we are, are fully supportive of all sports across the board. I mean, do you think of sports just in the uh, traditional American sense, like, you know, base, baseball, basketball, football, all that good stuff? Or do you think of sports also in the gaming context. So like the Fortnites, the wows, the Starcrafts, all that good stuff. Like, it, like, is that something that you'll also dive into? Cause I think the IP there too is solid and it's inevitable at some point that one of these games, like we're already seeing the, the impact that a game could have like Axie infinity, right? Is that not a sport in your opinion? No, I think that that's, that's plenty much a sport. I think there's a ton of opportunity and interest on the gaming side of things. I do think that, for the most part, it's it's two different customer bases. I think that the the gaming specific customer base and more of the traditional sports customer base, of course, there's some overlap there. But for the most part, 
they're, they're a little bit different. So I would say that in the immediate term, our focus is on more of the traditional sports, but that certainly does not uh, preclude us from expanding in the future if it makes sense for you know us as a company and for our community as well. So you guys are going to be basically the bleacher report for NFT sports, it sounds like. <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. I think, uh, you know, a- Action Network is an interesting one for me. Action Network, super okay. popular on the, the sports betting side of things. That was kind of the, the comp that we were using. But then also okay. hosting our own games on our platform, I think, is is a new spin and something that there maybe isn't a direct comparison for Definitely. in the past, right? Yeah, I, so, I want to I want to dive into that because I yeah. that's originally what we like how we even noticed you, and I know that's what we wrote the article on NFTQT about, and I think that's you know how you and Q kind of connected um, was for the owners club, and I was just like I saw it like pre mint and everything, and I was like, man, this could be something really interesting because this prize pool is you know it's actually actionable, and it's like like you said, it's ha- it has utility you know, for a set period of 16, 17 weeks. Um, and, you know, you, you buy it and, you know, if you bought five five packs or whatever, you're not just going to forget about them after the first week. You get 16 more weeks of fun and, and enjoyment out of it, even if you don't win. Um, how did you, like, think through the, like, the economics of this contest? Because it's, you know, you promised this big prize pool, essentially. Were you ever, like, worried that, oh, shit, we might not, like cover our asses on this, this big prize pool or like, were there fail safes? How did you think about like designing the economics of dropping these packs, having this big prize pool, um, with, with, uh, with, um, the owner's club? Yeah. So from an economic standpoint, w- what it was, was that we guaranteed a million dollars in prizes if we sold out the first drop. So in the first drop, we released half of our supply of NFTs, which in total would be worth if we sold them all. So essentially what we were saying is that we sell out this first drop, all of it goes back in the form of prize pools. And now you get that million dollar prize pool with us knowing that we have another half of our supply to sell down the line. So we were very fortunate. We were able to sell out in one minute and 36 seconds, which was, was fantastic. And you know, one of the things that I'm personally super proud of is that we did all of that on $0 of paid marketing. So because wow. we had kind of built up this community and reputation with a group of folks that are the crossover between sports fans and NFT fans, we were able to, to have that fantastic success. And then now actually just yesterday, we sold out of all of the packs. So no more packs are available for sale. You can still go to the website. And for those that are not familiar, I guess I didn't even say it yet. The website is toc.otmnft.com. You can still go there. You can purchase single cards. You can also make purchases on the secondary marketplace. And uh, very soon, we're going to be rolling out an improvement to our secondary marketplace where it's going to be US dollar friendly. So we are very much going for that top shot like experience where we put as much of the crypto stuff behind the scenes in a black box as possible so that somebody can just come onto our website, they can deposit with a credit card, they can use that to make any of the purchases that they need. And you know, that's another thing that I'll say with our game mechanics is that it's a very simple game and that was super intentional by us, right? Like I think it's pretty intuitive to say, okay, you play five cards in a lineup, one of each position and you get points for that entire team. And to me, 
layering complex game mechanics on top of an already complex subject like NFTs, we would have totally lost people. And so that to me, I think was something that was very important to us when we were designing the game so that we could explain to people how to set up your MetaMask wallet and how to bridge your ETH from Ethereum to Polygon and all of that fun stuff and not have to answer questions about, well, I don't understand the game at its core. Do you think you would ever get to the point where it's like a 10-player t- a, a lineup and you actually have individual NFTs for like each players? Or is that like kind of getting into the like copyright realm and you know you might get taken down by the NFL? Yeah, we're exploring all kinds of, of various game iterations. So nice. you know, this first season for us was very much proof of concept mm-hmm. and getting that customer base and running a successful product, which... I feel that we have, have certainly done so far. And, you know, the, the hope and, and idea is that this time next year, we are operating multiple game types, multiple sports. I, don't, I, I probably won't reveal too, too much about exactly what we have planned, but uh, this, you know, this will not be the only iteration of the owner's club is what I would say. No, that, that makes sense. I mean, when you look at everything that you've, you've, you've built, um, the owners club, you know, you started off as an analytics tool. You're you're building a universe around that tool. But going back to your roots, like I look at some of the analytics tools that are that are out there. You know, the the DAP radar, the Dune, the Nansen, um, even you know the one that you all have created, right? Um, <laughs> the the question that I have is, where do you think these tools go? Like, how do they evolve? Yeah, I think with the with the tools, there's there's a couple of things there. Number one is expanding the scope of our tools. Right now, our, our tools are pretty much 95% focused on Top Shot specifically. Right. And so expanding our tools to include other sports-related NFTs with, I can say with certainty that NFL will be the, the next one that is built. And that is going to pretty much instantly become the top priority for our company once that is released. Uh, I see this tool space as a great onboarding ramp to get sports fans involved in nfts going onto the top shot website completely blind can be a little bit of an overwhelming experience whereas i feel that coming to our website you can get a little bit more of the feel of how have these prices trended over time what does this look like in the last 24 hours how many people have purchased this moment and the beauty of the blockchain is that all of that information from the top shot team is completely available and transparent. And so I view was, our job as it, taking that information and being able to present it in a way that is easy to digest so that people can more comfortably onboard onto the pro- product with more information. Was it easy to work with the Flow blockchain? Yeah, it's been it's been uh, relatively easy. I mean, but between the Flow blockchain and the API hooks that NBA Top Shot allows you to tap into, it's... Uh, I mean, easy is definitely not the word for it, but we've got some smart engineers on the team that have been able to work through it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's that's one part that a lot of people don't talk about as much. But, like, you know, even, uh, like, the, the blockchains that these tokens are attached to matters a lot, right? Because it determines almost the, the, the fate of a project, right? Like, with gas fees, think about how many people are being locked out of participating oh, yeah. in NFTs just because... I mean, gas is, it's not cheap right now. You know, ETH is at the time of this recording, uh, a little over 4,000. And so it's, 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 
it's something where as a founder, what is exciting to hear you, you say is like, Hey, we're thinking about the community first. How do we create the bridge to bring them in, um, wherever they are. And then once they, they get in, let's also have, you know, a few offerings, whether it be games or, uh, other things that we create in the future that entice them enough because we already have built that respect and credibility. So, um, I, I'm I'm really a, a big fan of just all the work that you guys are doing. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's all about the community. I mean, that's what what got us to where we are today. That's what motivates us every single day to be working nonstop to put out the best product possible. Is that you know we're just super passionate and excited about this space. And like, you know, I want to be hanging out at a bar and explaining to people what an NFT is because I truly believe that it is the future. And like. I want people to understand and know this stuff. And so that's essentially our customer mission or our co- company mission is educating people on NFTs and providing them with an ecosystem where sports fans from all over can come in here. They can understand a what NFTs are and then b have a suite of products and games that they can participate in as they kind of grow in their NFT journey. For sure. I think I've got one last question here for you, TJ. Um, and that is the the inevitable problem that all startups have to to go up against, and that is you know the incumbents that could kind of squash you at any moment. Um, I think you have, you, I think you car- carved out a great space with Own the Moment that tool, and I think you'll continue to grow it. And I think that that's like a solid move forward. When it comes to the owners club, like does it? Do you get fearful that essentially like DraftKings could open up a an NFT style fantasy game just like yours tomorrow and essentially just, you know, have 10 million users using it? Uh, does that worry you? How are you thinking about a moat? Um, has it crossed your mind? Oh, yeah, I certainly get this question all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a couple things to it. One, I think if DraftKings opened up a game like this tomorrow myself and everyone on the own the moment team would be super stoked that that's happening because a it's complete validation on the product that we've built and that we're headed in the right direction. And B it's just going to bring so many more users into this space and into this concept. And, you know, with where we are at right now and with where DraftKings is, I don't think that we have to necessarily try and quote unquote beat DraftKings if they were to do that, where I think it would bring more people into this space. And, you know, from a moat perspective, I think that the, the community that we have built is our moat in a sense because we have that reputation and we have that more personal feel to the game that we've developed. DraftKings, FanDuel are very much hyper-competitive environment. I mean, people are literally playing these games for a living. To me, the NFT space is more about community and the entertainment aspect. And yes, you can compete and you can win prizes but it's not necessarily that like shark infested waters that we see with something like a daily fantasy sports. The other thing that I'll add is that, you know, and I certainly have no knowledge of this. I personally don't know that I see DraftKings heading in that direction. I think when you think about DraftKings business, it's, it's sports betting and then it's everything else. I think, uh, you know, even when you see the way that they're marketing now, they're not marketing their daily fantasy sports product. They're marketing, sports betting, because that's where they make their money as a business. So would they invest a lot of resources into building an NFT fantasy game? Maybe, but, uh, you know, I think that they have so much going on there. And like I said, we, we welcome that into the space if that were to happen. 
Got it, got it, got it. Well, TJ, it's been a pleasure, man, having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, we love you and, and your community, and we, we hope that uh, you not only keep this enthusiasm, but I'm excited for the day you expand not only just in sports, but into gaming and into art and to other variables, <laughs> because I think that all those other ver- verticals with this mindset and mentality, it really does make a, an interesting uh, club or, or, or group. Um, I'm also curious, like just kind of how you you continue to build because you're you, you you're thinking with both the analytical side and like how to like bring people into that realm and make them critical thinkers. But at the same time, you also are giving them the the playful, more artsy, like creative, like, hey, just set up your team and like, let's just go see what, what it does. And, and And you very rarely see those creators out there. So I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It's a, it's a blast. Appreciate all the questions. And uh, I can I can promise you the enthusiasm is going nowhere, man. I wake up excited every single day to get to work and it doesn't even feel like work. I'm just waking up every day doing exactly what I want to be doing. The whole team feels the same way. And yeah, it, it's so much to be done in this space. And again, we're always going to build everything with that community first mindset and look forward to continuing to, to bring you guys tools, experiences, games, etc that can help sports fans everywhere get NFTs.